Find other great podcasts like this one at podmoth.network. Welcome to Haunted Tales, your weekly dose of horror. We've got everything from ghosts, cryptids, and curses to deals with the devil, giant insects, and more. Sit back and enjoy this week's story after a little message from our friends. Now, before we start with our story today, a content warning. This one is going to be dark. This story is told from the perspective of someone who has chosen a very nefarious path in life. Listener discretion is advised. Now, that wasn't so bad at all, right? He could see the smiling face in the mirror, its crooked grin, while the whole picture shook. His arms and fingers still shivered. The gloves were covered in sweat and tears. Not that bad? It was absolutely terrifying. But the first step had been done. His way to immortality was now in front of him, and the picture seemed to promise smooth sailing from now on. If only there wasn't this thing behind him, outside the bathroom, still trying to roll around on the floor. That was the true first step, he knew, and had to keep himself calm. Otherwise, he might vomit or faint. Adam felt the coldness of the porcelain sink seeping through the thin latex of his gloves. What the fuck was he doing here? The thoughts seemed to haunt him, scream every time he tried to take a breath. What are you doing here? You're becoming something. Someone who won't be forgotten. Again, he could see the face in the mirror talking to him. Couldn't even muster the strength to look it in its eyes. Your apartment? Rented crap. Your friends? Non-existent. Love? Please. Job? Shit. Chances of promotion? Not in your wildest dreams. He hated those thoughts now racing through his mind. Every syllable seemed to tear his heart further apart. A tear ran down his face, dripped and disappeared in the scarf he was wearing. But the voice continued on. What the fuck do you think you are? Who would even realize that you're gone if you die tonight? No one likes you, no one misses you. When's the last time your phone even rang that wasn't a robocall? Huh? Adam shook his head again, tried to turn away, but couldn't. It spoke the truth. He knew it. Felt it with every fiber of his being. There wouldn't even be any kind of obituary in response to your death. People don't look at you. Never have. They don't dislike you because they're not even aware of your existence. You're not even good enough to be hated. 
Isn't that funny? The shivering stopped as his fingers grabbed the sink even tighter. Hilarious, he said in a completely emotionless tone and heard the thing behind him trying to squeal as he opened the phone he had taken from her, turned on the faucet and put it under the stream of water. But now? Look at you, the voice continued, this time far more jovially, and Adam raised his head. A dark figure stood there. He looked menacing, like someone he himself would be afraid of. You've already changed, but this is only the first step. Soon everyone will talk about you. They'll look for you. Fear you. Hate you. Some might even adore you. And all because of what you're doing right now. Your name might never be discovered. But the idea of you will live on eternally. A slight smile appeared on his lips as he pulled back and closed the faucet again. But it won't happen... If the police catch me tonight, he heard his real voice out loud and the woman lying on the floor outside the bathroom started to screech into the gag. It wasn't loud enough, he knew. Her neighbor's televisions drowned out every noise she managed to make. <laughs> the police? Catch you? There was a kind of disgusted enjoyment in the voice. How? You know how low those chances are, right? Their clearance rate for murders is abysmal. As long as victim and perpetrator aren't related or in a relationship, it could as well be zero. What are you afraid of? DNA testing, like in those crime shows? The woman out there was in the public transport not even an hour ago. Everything she's wearing is tainted. They wouldn't find your DNA unless you did something really dumb. He could feel his heartbeat calming down, his breath becoming steady again as he heard the thinly veiled threat in the strange voice and already shook his head. No, he didn't want to deviate from his plan. The one he had spent a year on perfecting. Besides, getting into the noose as a sexual deviant wouldn't feel right. It would taint his legacy. The only thing that now had any meaning left for him. His holy grail. What about witnesses? Someone might remember me as I stalked her. Again. The twisted voice laughed, and he could see the mouth in the mirror smirk. Who? What do you think you are? Your own mother doesn't recognize you. How should anyone else? Or, can you remember anyone you saw on the street only yesterday? The day before? How about last week? No one remembers seeing a victim they only know from a single front-facing picture. You're completely fine. There is no pattern for the police to follow. You won't even get parking tickets, the way you're going about it. Now, 
stop wasting time and get going. Grimacing, Adam forced himself to let go of the sink. The voice was right. As usual, he was wasting time, knew what he had to do, and felt an overwhelming urge to run away. Killing someone wasn't what he wanted. There was neither pleasure nor any kind of relief in him as he thought about it. Today, he would extinguish another life. Nothing less. But it was necessary. If he couldn't do it, this whole plan would just crumble into dust and he'd be banished from the history books. No one would remember him. He'd be forgotten. A growl escaped his throat as he turned round and finally looked at the woman lying in the living room again. She still struggled, tried to escape, even though she had to know by now that she couldn't. He had made sure of that, had even tried it on himself, although never in its complete form. The zip ties and tape bound her, kept her here, with him. All items had been bought months before, in cash, never from the same shop, never at the same time or day of the week. No pattern, no chance to get caught. Her struggling intensified as she saw him coming closer. Hips were bucking, she tried to kick out, cause some kind of commotion, but the noise penetrating the walls swallowed even that. He could hear someone talking, screaming in a movie over in the next apartment, and shook his head. Looking at her wide-open eyes, he felt a pang of guilt again. She was suffering. He didn't need that. But his hand still shook. His stomach nearly revolted at the thought. If he tried to finish it now, it would become messy. For her and him, which, in a way, had to be even worse, right? At least she wouldn't feel too much pain. He swallowed hard as he stepped closer to her, still hearing the incessant noise from the TV of her neighbors. Calm down, Adam tried to tell himself again and again but the room around him seemed to get darker. Tunnel vision. His mind was straining under the pressure. He was getting lightheaded, felt cold sweat under the dark blue shirt. At least he didn't have to wear a mask any longer. Otherwise he might truly keel over. The noise his own boots produced on the floor made it sound like a ticking clock. A countdown. For him or for her, he asked himself. Probably both. He had to close his eyes for a moment, take a deep breath while staying completely still. This was another one of the trappings he had expected. The first kill would be hard. That was why he had chosen this woman here, had abandoned two other hunts. She never got company, 
liked to keep to herself in the evenings after work. He didn't have to rush anything, could take as much time as he needed. Slowly, he let himself fall down to his knees, right next to the woman's head. Her eyes got even wider. She stopped struggling, stared up and held his gaze. Now, he understood what people meant when they talked about begging with one's eyes. She pleaded for her life, could feel that what he had told her at first, when he had pushed her inside, had been a lie. This wasn't a robbery. Never had been. But back then, she had at least at first calmed down. Even let him tie her up. Only when he had stopped rummaging through her things after taking one of a pair of earrings, never looked at her handbag and the purse inside, had she realized how big of a mistake it had been. But now... She was calm again, staring, pleading, while the TV blared through the wall. It made all of this seem strangely unreal, like it was just a dream, a sick, twisted fantasy. He had to blink to get himself back to reality and immediately felt the weight of what he was about to do again. I'm sorry he mumbled, still holding her gaze. He truly was. Never before in his life had he hated what he had to do this much. But it was necessary. Unavoidable. At least if he wanted to feel his own existence. He wasn't good at sports, neither smart enough nor good-looking enough to ever be anyone famous. Never in his life had he ever made any kind of important connection. His job paid him just enough not to quit, but the work he did was as meaningless as the stuff he used to clutter his own apartment with. Just another brick in the wall, he thought, and felt himself smiling slightly. She was still looking up at him, waiting for something to happen. He could strangle her, he knew but the thought made him queasy. His victim would struggle and he'd have to watch her do it, squeeze even tighter every time she'd try and somehow catch a breath. Besides, there was another point he shouldn't disregard. A bloodless death would mean less attention. If it bleeds, it leads. Finding a strangled dead woman in her apartment wouldn't have the same impact as what he had planned. It had to look more brutal. Torture, on the other hand, truly was out of the question. Adam had neither the experience nor the stomach for something like that. So he had to choose some kind of middle. Slowly, he lifted up his shirt, feeling its hem scraping along the leather sheath affixed to his belt the hunting knife he had bought at a flea market around half a year ago. Its staghorn hilt was warm, but the blade still looked easily sharp enough, with a tip that seemed to glisten menacingly in delight as he drew it. She saw it too, and suddenly the struggling began again. 
this time far worse than before. Her head shot up, nearly hit his arm, as her bound legs kicked out, trying to hit the small coffee table. She bucked, threw herself around, before he could even react and put one of his knees on her back. Howled still, he hissed, feeling his whole body trembling, partly from her, but mostly through his own nerves. Fuck. If he couldn't calm himself down again, he'd mess something up, miss the heart, or worse, cut his own skin and leave some evidence. She screamed through the gag, but the shout would never be heard. He knew it. Even his victim shirt somewhere inside her panicked mind. Adam waited for the moment when her body stopped shaking, lifted up his knee and turned her on her back again before bringing his weight down on her once more. She stared up at him. Tears were flowing out of the corners of her eyes and he felt his determination wavering. Why? He simply asked himself. Could feel his stomach turning, tears welling up in his own eyes. To be immortal, the voice in his head answered, and he automatically raised his arm. His second knee found her collarbone, fixed her in place, and to his amazement, she stopped struggling completely. Not even her eyes moved anymore. Was that what it was like once someone realized they were about to die? All the fight had gone out of her, and a strange calmness seemed to permeate the air. With a hiss, he brought the knife down, aiming right between her ribs. How many times had he trained for just this moment? Hundreds, he thought, and felt hardly any resistance as the point of the blade pierced her clothes, then her skin. The edge of the weapon scraped against the inside of one of her ribs before it struck her heart, and Adam felt a shiver running up his arm as the hilt of his knife reached her breast. He jumped up, leaving the weapon behind as the first burst of blood drenched her blouse red, and he stumbled backward. His hand reached the collar of his shirt, pulling it over his mouth as the heaving began, and his back crashed into the wall next to the bathroom door. She was shaking, the knife's hilt still protruding from her chest, now going up and down in waves. Her bound legs kicked out once, softly, then one more time with more urgency, as her face still stared up toward the ceiling, looking right through the space where he had been before. Adam could smell the stench of his own vomit, now running down the inside of his shirt as he forced himself to turn around and head toward the bathroom. Stay on plan, the strange voice howled. Yes, that was what he should do. He needed detergent and a towel. Just follow the plan. His mind seemed to go blank. No matter how many times he had gone through it in his training, this was the real deal. He could feel himself losing composure. Detergent. Towel. The strange voice repeated again and again, and Adam joined it. Slowly, he let the collar of his shirt sink down, breathed shallowly, stepped into the bathroom, 
and picked up the bottle he had chosen the first time before grabbing one of the bath towels sitting in a small white shelf. Keep going. Follow the plan. He turned again, dared not looking at the face in the mirror. What he'd see there, he definitely wouldn't like. The stench of vomit and blood mixed themselves in his nostrils. Sweat was flowing down his whole body. He was shivering, felt as cold as ice. Adam had to grab hold of the doorframe to stop the swaying while he tried to steady himself. Her body was shaking. Her feet kicked the floor softly. More and more blood was flowing out in bursts from beneath the knife. Slowly, his mind seemed to stabilize. If he had pulled it out, there would have been a full-on fountain splattering everything, himself included, he realized, and thanked his lucky stars. Like this now, it would take a bit longer. The pool of blood around her got bigger and bigger, but at least it didn't spray as much. He waited, watched her. Thank you, he mumbled. She was the first step to immortality, the voice promised him. He had finally found his path. Still feeling sick, Adam pulled up the towel, walking toward the woman still shivering on the ground before throwing it right next to her body. It would only give him a few seconds, he knew. Stepped forward, onto it, and pulled out the knife in a single motion. A squall of blood followed the blade, soaking the ground beneath her and the towel, while Adam opened the bottle of detergent and started pouring it over the body, whose eyes and lips still moved. The odor instantly displaced the stench of blood and vomit in his nostrils, although he knew it would only be a matter of time before it would return. This wasn't really meant to hide anything anyway, he thought. Just a bit of theatrics for the papers. The same as what he had to do next. Jumping back and rounding the still extending pool of blood around the body, he wiped the blade on his shirt, walking toward the front entrance of the apartment. His hand was still shaking, his whole body felt numb. But now he moved with purpose. One last thing his ideal serial killer needed. He took the tip of the blade and turned toward the door. Scratching paint and wood, he started carving three letters into it. I am. All according to plan, the voice whispered as Adam started to take off his shirt and jacket, picked up the duffel bag he had left by the door and changed into a new set of clothes. The fake wig was changed out. So was a pair of glasses. Different shoes were on his feet in a matter of seconds while the smell of blood started to creep up on him again. Now? the important part of his work would begin. He dragged a shirt through a gutter, far away from this building, before leaving it in a different dumpster. Throw one of the shoes next to some homeless encampment, while the other one would end up in the river, together with the single earring the woman had kept in her jewelry box. 
Only idiots would keep a trophy. Everything else would be strewn across the city, disappearing in the mountain of garbage that got carted off every day. A sly, slick smile crept on his face as he opened the door and looked back one last time. She was lying there, staring up toward eternity. Thank you, he whispered again. The first step was done, he thought, as he slid out of the apartment, leaving a tiny gap in the door behind him. His next one would follow soon. The second victim was already waiting. Somewhere in a coffee shop, or maybe a bus stop. It was his choice, his path now. Rather sooner than later, everyone would talk about him. They'd never managed to forget. He would become immortal. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this week's story. If you did, please consider supporting us on buymeacoffee.com slash hauntedtalespod. If you have anything to share with us, be it comments, story ideas you would like to hear, or just cute pictures of your pet, you can find all of our social media links in the episode descriptions. Until next time.